Okay, welcome back to Anime Savants, everyone. Um, and uh, this is the 2022, not preview episode, best of 2022 episode. There you go. Yeah, um, I don't know if we want to beat people this time around, let's see. I mean, I'm what I am is tired, so I we're we're gonna go over a lot of a lot of different shows. I don't know who I am today. Who's a who's a sleepy? Maybe I'm um I don't know Anya. <laughs> Just done Damn, done with I the wanna year. I want to be Anya too. Yeah, Easy enough. Enough. Um, then uh, as you can see, we I don't know where he's gonna be, but he's gonna be on the screen somewhere here. But um, Joe Fresh is back with us. So Joe, who are you? What do you do for the new people? Who may be tuning in for the first time? Um, I was about to say I'm Anya. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I do anime reactions. Yeah, I do a bunch of anime reactions. You can find my channel, Freshest Anime. Um, I just do a bunch of anime, like a lot, like too much. Like I should probably stop. I don't know. It's too late now. It's yeah. too late. I'm sucked you, in. I'm already yeah, in there. You cannot stop. Yeah. People will harass you on Twitter and be like, where's the next episode? Yeah, that's probably going to happen. And I'm going to be starting One Piece in 2023, which means it's really going to happen. Because then if I stop, then I'll be harassed for the rest of my life. Are you starting from the beginning? The anime. Oh, best. Yeah, I'm already like... I'm already 25 episodes in, and there's there's so much bad animation. But anyways, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's like you, 1998, like 2000. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. so you got a lot to get through. But before we I, before we get into it, I do want to say like it's funny that you have a One Piece story because I had a One Piece moment yesterday that I'm not ashamed to admit. I was you know doing my usual Twitter delving, and uh, I follow a bunch of accounts that we'll just post clips of games like what they call retro games what i just call my gaming history and they there was a clip that popped up from uh like one piece grand battle or something like that and it had i was Wait, looking were you at the it one that did it with, it was it zoro it was mihawk yeah it was mihawk and i'm just like so the game is from 2003 yeah. and in my head i'm like Mihawk wasn't already introduced no. into One Piece in 03. How is he already in a game? They must have gotten the the year wrong. And I went and I went to go look because they said it was out in 03. I was like, look at this. Like, no, it was 03. Man, they were already introduced all of the uh uh the Shichibukai um back then. I am old as fuck. Oh, he was introduced back then. It I was just 19 watched the years ago. Episode. Yeah, I just watched it. It's like 25. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it's real. I didn't realize it was that early, but it was it 13. was crazy. Jesus. Yeah. God. Yeah. So I was like, bro, that was 19 years ago. Ain't no way. Ain't no wow. way. So I'm not gonna be mad about going back at some of the old animation because that was wasn't that Piero doing that one back then? Yeah. Yeah. So like. Oh no no, mean, no no no! Don't isn't it always? Wasn't it always? Um. Was it Piero? No, it's it's Toei. it's to Toei. Yeah, always Toei, I think. Oh, it's always Toei? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's Toei. Yeah, Piero, it does the other two of the big three. There you go. Yeah, because, yeah, no, Toei's, like, super aggressive. Now I'm, I am I look forward to the animation because it's good. <laughs> it's really good. Back then. Ugh. I mean, the only way I caught yeah. up was because, what, it was, like, 300-something episodes, and I was in undergrad, so I literally just went to class and was like, I'm just going to catch up on one piece now i think that's impossible but 
Okay, we can come back to One Piece later. Yeah, Let's I just want to mention, I just felt, One Piece aged me. I have like a One Piece one story tweet. also, in which I got spoiled at a bar. Give me but, two and a half years. But, I'll have a. I'll have. Oh, I have a spoiler story too, but it's not a big spoiler, so it's like whatever. I mean, you have a lot to get through, so that's yeah. like, like you, you will be so enamored by so much other stuff that you will forget it, and then when you it comes up, you'll be like, oh, I knew that, but I forgot. But I didn't know that. So, um. Anyways, let's get started. We start with best music. So, um. Who would like to so, go first? I'll, I'll plant my flag on this one um, since I probably have like the narrowest taste of everybody here. I really, oh. I got, I got to, <clears throat> I got, I got, I got to come down on the side of Tower of God, um, not Tower of God, sorry, Maiden Abyss, Golden City. I don't want to think of Tower of God. Uh, mm-hmm. Maiden Abyss, season two, Golden City. I think that OST uh, just lives with me. Um, it's one of the few series this year where more than just maybe like a good opening like i've replayed a lot of tracks and a lot of it is my bias towards kevin penkin but i think um it's hard to think of too many more atmospheric uh animes that rely so heavily on their soundtrack i think attack on titan um is another for this year but there are others i think golden kamui also did a good job um doing a lot of like establishing of scenes with tracks like i identify um it made an abyss uh this season with like the old old stories which is um what they play when they when the when the group first ascends and, and sees um you know what the what the what was it the fifth floor or fifth level or whatever what it mm-hmm. actually looks like like when they get mm-hmm. a clear shot and that that track plays you're like okay this is evocative this is big and also haunting so i i, I go with made an abyss for my uh best music of the year because it just sticks with me Okay. Yeah. It's hard not to, right? Mm-hmm. For OST, I mean, I it's like, it too. oh, man. So, I think oh, OST. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. I picked yeah. it, too, primarily because, I mean, I really like the opening and I really like the ending. But then I was like, okay, well, I can't just give it to this without, like, going through it as a music major. So, like, I went through all the songs and I was just like, oh, fuck. I was like, he's got the motifs. He's got the syncopation. He's got the tritones. He's got the, like the what's called the loss of innocence through like changing uh, the um the step like what what notes are like you know which key he's in all that it's all in there it's all in there like the eyes of eater mui that like that that song it's just it's actually like devastating because when you compare it to the rest of the track the rest of the track has like you know kid vocals or like you know men using falsetto voice and things like that which gives the sense of you know oh innocence happiness like hope and then it's just not, and then Eyes of Irimui is like, the beginning of the song is literally like a synthesized garbled mess. And then the rest of it is just like, just the feeling, like you can actually feel what they're trying to portray through Kevin's music. And there's nothing else this season that really did that. There were a lot of good com- compositions um, and there were a lot of good one-off instrumental songs for like big moments in a lot of anime this year. But as far as like an overall like body of work, it's easily made in the best season two. Yeah, I feel the same. It's just like I don't think there's an there's an OST that comes near it. Like there are three series that I think of for like anime, like the music. Three series that I think of for the music. But if we're talking if we're talking just about the OST, it's easily made in Abyss. It just beats everything else for OST. But the other two that like I think of for music are 
Chainsaw Man just because it literally is all different endings. So it's like literally all oh, these different true. songs specifically for the series. So that comes to mind. And then the other one is um, Bochi the Rock because it's a music thing and they got some cool songs, you know? So those yeah. are the three for for all different reasons. But if I had to give one to one series, it's going to be the one that with the godlike OST, like <laughs> right. Abyss. And, and maybe also it's the same thing like you mentioned, James, like um, a bias towards uh, Kevin Pinkin. Like it's, it's just so good. He's just so good. It's the level of effort and the attention to detail um, because and I don't know if this is true because I've only seen the interview that he did for um, the making of the first seasons uh uh ost and then a little bit of the, his work on tower of god which is why it was on my mind um and one of the things that you know he mentioned is that he approaches scoring the series like he's like scoring a movie and i didn't really i never really thought about like what the job of a um music producer on an anime really is like because in a lot of cases they don't get the final like cut of a scene yeah they're more or mm -hmm. less asked to develop like themes and motifs. And then usually it's sort of like the last minute they are brought in to just, you know, do touch up and say, okay, use this song here to climax there. Um, but it's on a per episode basis. And Kevin got the opportunity on, in a lot of his projects to like be able to sit with and think about a lot of tracks for like months, especially any of the orchestral stuff that they record live. Be, you know, it's not, it, it, you, you get the, you get the takes you get and then that's it. So they have to have a lot of pre-planning. So I just feel like when I'm watching Made in Abyss or I'm watching some of his other projects, you just get that feeling that like the 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 music is trying to tell as much of a story as the visuals are. And it just happens to come together really well, I think, in this season for Made in Abyss. I will also say like my runner up um, is not necessarily like a series, but like I've been playing uh, Report from uh, uh, that one, that first episode of Bleach. Oh yeah, my god! That just happens to have just like that the song's one track. like a year old and shit. Too, <laughs> I know, <man. laughs> yeah, I know, but like that's not enough to like do anything, you know, to put that series in contention. Even though I do think that a lot of the 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 uh, the not the not quite remixes, but like remasters of some of the old um, Bleach themes have come out really well um, from like a mm. you know classic big three nostalgia point of view it's just it's not a it's not a soundtrack i'm just gonna put up there with the with the greats but it is but you know what culture. i i do have to say if we're doing like comparing it music wise i actually started playing final fantasy 7 remake recently mm -hmm. and bleach really didn't do much as far as like the remixes because I'm hearing the shit in like Final Fantasy VII, and I'm like, this is like an expanded track, not like a. Remix. Oh yeah, no, like, it's totally different. This yeah. is just like this yeah. is so much better yeah. than the original. While with Bleach, I'm like, oh okay, that's cute. It's a remix. Okay. Yeah, the FF7R battle theme is. Oh. I didn't think you could do better than yeah. that OG. This is it's really good. So but that conceptualized anyway. that for me when I was like yeah. Bleach, and I was like, no, no, not no. really, because no. like when I'm comparing it to this. It's just, oh, in Final Fantasy VII, I mean, yeah, it's not anime, but when I'm thinking about, like, music-wise, it's like, if we're going to do a remake, if we're going to do, like, a remaster or, like, a continuation, like, this is how you need to come at it, so. Yeah. On the Precipice of Defeat, which is that classic, like, uh, the Bleach track that they always play when, like, bad shit's about to go down. Yeah. The, re the remaster 
that they did added i think some new violins and mm-hmm. it's it's great it it's like it it but again it's not enough to put it over the top of some of the other series i think that had just had stronger overall um original soundtracks like yeah so that's where i'm at with it yeah so then best visuals is next that one's um, also hard well we're looking at you joe Look at um, because <laughs> I know that you broke it down. You said best visuals, but then you also mentioned Sakuga, like the like the best best the peak mm-hmm. animations. Well, well, best visuals as far as like an aesthetic, like yeah, mind you point. can you can weight that but, however you want. It yeah, I think that two series come to mind, and they're both from this season uh, that I okay. think look the best, and that's Chainsaw Man and. Mob Psycho 100. Uh, Mob Psycho 100, complete traditional animation. Every single scene is hand-drawn. Um, every moment is is just like there's somebody put in the time to really like intricately like do everything, every single motion. Um, and I find that to just be beautiful in its own regard. Even in the scenes that are more sloppy because they're meant to be, they're yep. meant to be. Um, so I think that's absolutely beautiful. And then as far as like just peak animation for the entire year, it's Chainsaw Man is just so beautiful. And what's I find it so weird that people are like wanting it to be reanimated. That's stupid. They're fucking idiots. Fucking um, idiot. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, like it's dumb. literally so good. Um, and then for me, like, I, I guess like kind of a runner up. I'm I know it's really good and I know it's the one that everybody thinks is really fucking good demon slayer but a lot of demon slayer is just like really bright colorful explosion yeah. stuff and it's just like i don't i i can't put that over what chainsaw man did like there's i think the, crazy yeah, the, i think the maybe color the demon theory slayer demon thing slayer is theory. just yeah i think demon slayers people are used to demon slayer style now like when episode 19 initially dropped from season one niggas lost their mind like they were like what the fuck but also demon slayer is ufotable and people are comfortable with ufotables um quality they like they it's non-stop quality so i feel like there might also be a little bit of like you know oh this is new so like it's like a little bit better and stuff like that what mapa is doing a really good job but ufotable is not just using effects like them niggas are they're all on it yeah and i I would say again that like i really enjoy the adaptation of demon slayer i mean i was on it before episode 19 (laughs) such a exactly yeah right but 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 I think that one one aspect that gets overlooked, even among people who were fans of the franchise before it got animated, is that the color theory that Ufotable brought to the animation does so much. Um, like, if you actually take a look at, like, a still frame, even some of the most, like, heavily produced parts of that series, there's not a lot going on. A lot of the backgrounds are, are, are digitally painted, and yeah. they're deliberately... Like in in not when they're not in motion, they're very flat. But every character stands out because of the lining and all of the color and the and the and again like the color design speaks so clearly. And they do a lot with like their um, digital effects that are not the non explosion stuff to communicate the emotion of what's happening. So like you can very clearly envision and remember most of the key scenes in that season because of those visual decisions but like on a per frame basis it's not as if like you're getting like individual tendons being animated in somebody's hand like it's not 
that kind of detail. It's just a very good mm-hmm. meshing of color and mo- motion and digital effects, which stand- that's what Ufotable's kind of claim to fame is. I so. But carrying off of that, I would agree. My best visual was Mob Psycho. And I think without like stepping on any of Joe's points, I just really appreciated all the experimental animation. I think that um, it's easy to take a series like Mob that already has a history of being clipped out for Sakuga moments and just say, oh, we're going to give you the most like crazy balls out stuff. And you kind of got that with like the, the dimple fight and... Other things where it was what you might have remembered taken up a notch from previous seasons where they use way less um, like CGI support. And they, by mm-hmm. the way, did a fantastic job this season in integrating that. But I agree with Joe that a lot of the hand drawn, like the rougher cuts, like some of the episodes that take place just in the school. Um, and then some of the, the visual choices are like my favorite. I think my favorite scene in the whole season was the, the two episodes where Mob was really feeling like he was getting, he was feeling himself and they would draw his face. Like, you know, he's, uh, yeah, star stuff. And it was like, it's, that's actually not like that crazy, but just the idea that they went along with that and it worked for comedy, but also for telling the story, like things like that meshed with the really over the top Sakuga really make that season stick out to me probably more than anything else the runner-up I would give is maybe a little off the beaten path I really 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 liked what was done with Yurei Deco um we talked a little bit about it this year on the show even though it really wasn't like a a weekly reviewable show um but that's another series that took a very different approach with its um presentation again lots of bright pastel colors everything in that everything was like rounded but when they would go and do like digit like uh episodes and moments that took place in the virtual world it felt like the artists and the team of artists were very unrestrained in what they felt that they could do for example i think in like episode three they have a whole set of scenes where they are essentially doing like a 2d side scrolling video game presentation of like what the characters are dealing with on the virtual side but then when they cut to three dimensions you do get the feeling that like the world that they were running in did have that 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 third dimension (laughs) and it only and then it became relevant to like what how the characters interacted with the space and everything else and i just think like the character design was really offbeat in a fun way and it was doing things that visually nothing else this season i think really that i saw was really doing with like shapes and stretching and playing with the cartoon aspect of animation which is ironically not really uh explored as much in anime even though so much of that squashing and stretching really just come out of that tradition just from like 40 50 years ago so that i put yure deco sort of like a runner-up but i think mob psycho overall just had it all pulled together and also had great music as well we forget about that but it was good yeah mine was <clears throat> or mine is cyberpunk edge runners because like i mean it studio trigger literally was like oh, we're gonna do what the fuck we want to do and they did and I mean, I just don't really see how it didn't turn out bad. It was really good. The overall aesthetic of the show was gorgeous. Um, and I also really liked how, I mean, I don't know how other people saw, but like the pink overlay and how they like blended that into everything else. And then the seamless transitions. And when you're talking about like cartoonish things, like I got cartoonish stuff from like the cyberpunk stuff, especially with 
I forgot homeboy who got his head blown the fuck off. But the dude with the arms and shit like that, with like the super long arms, that stuff kind of like harkened back to that same kind of style. But then also, Trigger is really good for that, especially when it comes to Sakuga scenes, which Edge Runners had a ton of, like a shit ton of. And they all were like directed in such different ways where I was like, yeah, just overall, visually for me, like it was just a nonstop, just like eyegasm from the city cityscape in the background, from how he's moving into it, to the characters in the background that aren't even like super duper animated, but like, if you've played the game or if you just pay attention to it, like something is happening. It all came together so well that it stood out to me. Um, the only other thing that I would have for this season is um, Dress Up Darling, as far as like visuals. But that was just more so just like eyes, just like hyper-focusing on the eyes and like the sequence and things like that. But that, 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 those are my personal like visual effects. I would also say Vanitas, but it wasn't as cohesive as the first season right um the first season definitely had way more of a like i'm not gonna say like solid of a direction but the stylization or like you know the shots of the filtered stuff and pretty boy things those were more prominent in the first season and in the second season it kind of was just all white and it, it it, they didn't do much with the area that they were in. They kind of just was like, we're in the snow, we're in the castle. It, this is the color palette. They didn't really experiment beyond that. So, mm. yeah. yeah. I think season two is limited by the location. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm when you surprised mentioned... you didn't bring up... Go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. I was just going to say, when you mentioned uh, My Dress Up Darling, the one scene uh, when they first see the beach. Oh. Beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, so... I totally see where you're coming from with that one. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that you didn't mention Dragon Maid because um, I think that one got a lot of attention, at least on it like did, Sakuga border. It, it did, yeah. It did have really good Sakuga, but like overall, it it's still rom-com. Mm -hmm. Like it's the, so the, it, it has like a, a clear style and direction and what it wants to, wait, Dragon Maid was this year? No. Was that was 2021. I thought I thought it went over in 2022. Mm, oh no, that was middle of last year. I think. Oh, it was middle. Yeah, was it? I was gonna be like, no yeah. way. September. I, yeah, you're September talking about. And I was like, mm, mm. I don't think no, that was this one. It finished. Oh, did it finish? No, I think it was. I think it was July of 2021. It was 2021. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Oh, I okay. watched. I watched season it this 13, year, but yeah, the episode the last the episodes of the last season did overlap into this year. Oh, did they? In January. Oh. Yeah, yeah, mm. January. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. Because I've seen it pop up like, on other other best of lists, and I think maybe part of the reason for that is because of that one or two episode overlap. But yeah, it made it oh, into this year. Oh, what? Oh, nobody yep. did that. Oh, well, yeah, no, that was, I, was, I considered that like 2021 stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Technically, some of the really great animation for um, Ranking of Kings was this year. That's like true. the second yeah, half the of ending. it, yeah. yeah. Some because that, that was big really fight, good. the the last whatever that last fight was, mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's I thought true. that was really good too. Oh, cool. Um, we move over to best characters. Um, well, my best character was Anya for the year. <laughs> yeah, my I best had... character was Anya. That that's just about it. I mean, the it probably there are multiple more, but as far as like the character that I related to the most this year, and I was kind of just like, 
I can't wait to get more of Anya because I see you. You see me. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, this is this is me. Especially when they started breaking out in song out of nowhere. And she said, for real, Becky? And I was like, hey, <laughs> oh my God, yes. We are that episode was so good. Person. It was oh so good. God. But that like solidified my like love for Anya. I was just like, girl, yes. Like, why the fuck are y'all singing right now? Like, this is, girl. So Anya, Anya for me. Oh man, Anya's great. Yeah, I have her on my list too. I have four characters, two of them, I two boys, two girls. Um, and then two of them are like overall just like I love overall, I love Anya. She's one of them. She's yeah. just so amazing. She's literally the reason why I watch Spy Family. She's the best. I got a little Spy Family shirt. Oh, that's a little oh, Anya. Um, Uniqlo, if you guys are looking for some Spy Family, they have like a little thing right now. I just saw um, that I was buying some stuff for my brother. I'm like, they got Spy Family stuff up in here? Yeah, they Bro. got like four or five shirts. Um, Anya. And the other one that I love is Boji from Ranking of Kings. I just love him. He's just such a great character. Everything he has to overcome. But that splits like last year, this year, it's hard to, cause I think he might've been my favorite character last year. Well, no, mm. I think Rudy might've been cause Rudy had to develop a lot and stop oh, being such a Rudy is not done developing. Oh no, I know he's gonna Jesus keep on developing. Christ. Oh, I know. He he has a lot more work to do, but going from one to the end, he develops a lot and goes through a lot of shit. And but he's I think still a that, piece of shit. And he's still a piece of shit. Amazingly. Yeah, no, no. No, Somehow. no, yeah. He's got a lot of work still left to do, but he he does grow a lot. And then Boji, you know, he it's kind of split end of last year into the beginning of this year, but he just there's his like fatal flaw is just being deaf and like having to pay attention even more and having all of this shit thrown at him, all of these issues he has to overcome, family people that he can't trust people that he can trust all this stuff and like just how he always re remains uh just a beautiful soul the entire time i just love boji so much so those are my two like overalls um but then i gotta give some love to uh marin as like a best Ooh, girl yeah. she was great mm -hmm, love mm -hmm, her mm -hmm. and then as a best boy i personally Really, really, really loved. Um, I think his name's Ko from Call of the Night. The boy. Oh, from Call of the Night. okay, yeah. I Call of the Night loved him love. so much, so much. He's just so great. And those are mine, my best. And there's so many characters, but like, gotta narrow it down. Those are my favorites. Well, then, if there's a favorite boy for me, then it's Leon from Trapped in a Dating Sim. <laughs> That's a I good like one. I like too. That like that that it's him, but I'm I'm doing this primarily based off my own ambition, like feelings and shit. Where he's just like, leave me the fuck alone, and let me live. Like I'm not even trying. If I if you want to get fucked up, you can get fucked up. But at the end of the day, just leave me alone. I'm not even trying to get a harm. I'm not. I don't want none of that shit. I just want to chill. Leave it. Kind of similar to Sid in Eminence I didn't want to say Sid because that nigga is just. Uh, I, he like uh, I, I, I wanted to lean so away because I want uh, if if I, if I had my way I would just put Eminence and Shadow on a bunch of parts of this. Yes, but yes. I'm like it's the recency and it's not done, so I'm like all right, I'm just gonna yeah. I'm a chill. But like I get I I now I'm totally behind our Chunibio Batman. Like this guy is especially after the cliffhanger from from this week had me cackling 
I'm like, all right, the, I, I'll have a lot to talk about this guy next year. I'll give, I'll give that cast a rest. Um, we, I mean, we should talk about that too, but that's a whole other thing. Um, so for me, I had a couple of runner-ups here. I think the first one um, is the cast, the primary cast of Sabakui Bisco. Um, that's Akaboshi, mm, yeah. Milo, and Pawu. I think that that trio came out of nowhere for me as like I for for characters that are you know what? Yeah, yeah. meant to be like barely two dimensional because they don't have to like achieve very much as far as like growth and change in that kind of a series it's very much like you know they it's the power of 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 hype and the power of friendship but like you know in that in that very particular style they don't have to do much but for characters that don't have to do very much i found myself very much invested in everybody's growth um halfway through the season and even when we kind of knew the direction things were going the fact that like it felt if like when they when they uh spoiler alert when they killed off bisco b- before the climax it was telegraphing that his ass was coming back but they had done so much development of the remainder of that cast that i would not have been mad if yeah. they had just allowed him to die and they moved forward with just milo and his sister but and that it actually felt believable felt like... that they could move on yeah it like, did it was I was actual say possibility that. yeah yeah, and that's saying a lot for the kind of series that that is, because at the end of the day, you know, the world building is only going to take you so far. The gimmick, you know, visually of like, you know, the mushrooms and the animals and all that stuff is only going to take you so far. There's even the gags are only going to take you so far. It, The fact that the characters wound up being what kept me coming back every week at, uh, rather than the hype or the animation or whatever else was going Which on. Which I thought it would have been the hype or the animation based off the trailers in the right. mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, yeah. So I, I felt just in general that there was a, like, I can't move away from just mentioning them. Um, I think the other obvious runner up um, it dovetails with what you guys were talking about before with Anya and Yor. And I want to say just point blank that like, it was a hard choice for me to figure out how to rank this category because I would argue that like um, Anya on the um, maybe like insider side and you're on the normie side both hit the community a lot harder than people who may not have been familiar with the uh, the the manga going in would you know probably would have predicted you're becoming probably one of the most uh, cosplayed new characters is not a mistake um, especially given, you know, the way the series plays around with her sexiness on one end, but then her other utter cluelessness as a housewife on the other, um, you know, when she's not in assassin mode, I think she got over on a lot of people. So it's, I, I like to, I was trying to think about like community impact as well. Like, will these characters be remembered after the series is aired or is just done, you know, as a franchise, I think definitely for your as a you know, it's gonna live in the cosplay circuit forever. You're gonna see that you're gonna see a lot of yours <laughs> for the for the oh next twenty years. Oh my god. Yeah, but sure. you know um, what? It's such a cute cosplay thing when they do like the your Anya and Lloyd like family cosplay. Yeah, it's an easy it's one. It's super it's, easy. It's so yeah. cute too. So yeah, but all the sexy yours are. Yeah, and then Anya as like a meme was all was like primed and ready to go. The go. She's also yeah, but she's also a pretty great character to watch. Yes. So it's not just the expressions; it's also like the. I think we, uh, Jordan and I have talked about this a lot that in 
like in storyline, she's the only character that kind of knows everything that's going on, but she's also a complete child. A child. Pro- and also a child that's younger than she's pretending to be. You yeah, know? yeah, she's got to be like maybe four. Like, maybe. like I, you know, like she's so young. Yeah, way, but like, so even like the concept of what they're expecting from this child, even if she was the correct age, would be crazy. But then that she's playing up in age to, yeah. to just hang out. So like that performance of that character, I think, is visually great. Her being unable to write, and then the voice actor on both the English dub and the the original Japanese do a, a fantastic job of like fucking up like language. Even when she's mm. talking to herself or other people, to make it clear, like this is a much younger child. Like, <laughs> like the fact that she's even able to do this through cheating and everything else is also great. So I just think that at all levels, Anya as like a meme and as a character was very, very strong. I haven't um, seen the dub. Dub is, is, dub is pretty good. Dub is pretty good. Mm. I wouldn't. I, I prefer the the original language, but the dub is pretty good. Um, okay. But my vote for best characters actually goes to Cyberpunk Edge Runners for the Ooh. whole cast. And whoa, okay. And th- that may be some dramatic foreshadowing for later. But I think that um, I always give extra props to series that don't have to be that good, but there's care and attention put into just the right places where I get enough of what I want. I want more, and then you just you you take it away from me. So now that now 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 I'm just like wishing that there could have been could have been could have been and that's how i felt about the, all of the cast of edge runners i think like on the the stakes i kind of laid out for spy family i think there's the cosplay opportunities were already there for the game but the fact that mm-hmm. people who are coming into this this franchise through the anime can make a seamless transition into that much broader fandom through a lot of these characters through the cosplay through the the culture that it represents is really cool i think that like for every david martinez there's a hundred lucy's and there's a thousand uh uh what's her name why am i forgetting your name rebecca rebecca thank you there's a thousand rebecca's um even to the point where there's like like real significant discourse over like the design and presentation of these characters and some of it is unhealthy but a lot of it is pretty healthy it's something that again it's an impact a, not a lot of series get to have and it only happens when they touch a lot of people i think yeah. also the fact that it's a it's a complete story a lot of the other series that we're talking about we're either catching them kind of in the middle of what they were trying to tell with their cast versus mm-hmm. you know um edge runners which is bookended well it's it began to end you know you have a conclusion it may not be satisfying to everybody but all of the cast has their moment and then they go away they don't overstay their welcome and then the designs i mean like faraday with the triple i um pilar who's the one who had his, his head blown off you know the iconic arms Re- rebecca and lucy as sort of like um belatedly uh romantic rivals but also like visually the most different characters you can have all of whom have agency all of them have their own shit going on david martinez fitting into that classic cyberpunk the franchise visual style with the jacket Mm -hmm. and everything else kind of supplanting v as the more uh in demand variation of a lead character in that series that that in and of itself is ridiculous if you think about the amount of marketing and everything else that went into the game 
itself. And then a lot of the other supporting characters are just memorable looking from like Maine to the Ripper Doc to, you know, so... Uh, Kenjiro Suda is your fucking voice actor, my guy. I, I, I know, Jesus. I know. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and Adam Smasher as like this really iconic, now iconic, um, enemy, which is funny to me because I was not a board game player, but I was always aware of Cyberpunk. I didn't even know that his appearance in the game was representative of a game mechanic that people who are fans of Cyberpunk had always known about Adam Smasher. But I didn't oh. come to, but I didn't come to hate him in the way that I hated his character until I watched Edge Runners, and I was a big fan of the game and and sort of his like Terminator role in that. But it didn't hit me the way it did because I didn't care about Johnny Silverhand as much as I cared about Rebecca which was accomplished over a very short runtime, you know, of the series. So I got to give it to that cast because I think without all of those standout performances and all the visual variety and the appeal, I don't think that that series would have gotten over anywhere near the way it did, especially being a Netflix anime, which to me, I think it puts a, a lot of series get put in the, the tank because people don't assume that they're any good because they're on a streaming service rather than, you know, terrestrial Japanese TV. Yeah. yeah. I have two things to say about cyberpunk edge runners. The first thing is my favorite song of the entire year came from that series. Oh, um, that shit just hits me every time I hear it. Uh, what's it called? I want to stay at I your house. Stay at your house. Yeah. That thing just hits me more than any song the entire year. No song mm -hmm. could have made me cry like that one, man. It just, I hear it like pop up in my playlist randomly and I'll like start to water while driving. And I'm just like, stop it. If you know, <laughs> you know. If you know, it's just, you know. <laughs> it's just, it's that strong. And then the other thing I want to say is, I think as an overall cast, definitely that was, I, I mean, I maybe have to think on it. I don't know, but I think that might be my favorite cast of the entire year. For yeah. sure. I just personally, as like a single character, Anya is just fucking amazing. She's no, you're, I, I 100% agree with that. just little thing. <laughs> I just love her, man. If I could cosplay Anya, I would. There you go. Well, you Who can you creatively. Can. Yeah, creatively. I'm kind of big. I'm kind of big. They, they I'm going to be a big ass Anya. What's McCall? Well. Yeah, they have like the muscle Anyas walking around at the conventions. <laughs> oh, and also you mentioned the mob thing. It's like a Sigma, Sigma mob, I think is what it, they, they refer to it as. Sigma. Oh, okay. the, the The chin thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, Sigma to. mob. Okay. That's yeah, great. That's I'm going to remember that. To. 100 percent. yeah and I, I, like i, I said that. before like how you balance the like best characters is gonna there's all these different categories that you could you could lean into and any one of them is the right answer because I, I agree with you mm. that as far as like a single character for me it's also anya uh who, st who sticks out but like i can't get over the fact that like the casting for edge runners which came out of nowhere for me you know, like mm. I didn't Same. know anything about the project and I wasn't expecting it to be any good. But like, I'm, exactly. I was like, I was like an episode and a half in and I'm like upset about David's mom. And like, I want to, you know, I, we saw, I saw Rebecca for the first time. I'm like, oh, this is hidden. I see exactly what they do here. Even like Lucy, who I did not want to like from just a straight up design point of view. And then her development over the course of, you know, the big time jumps that that series takes. Um, was just enough. I didn't get too much of anybody. I I mostly got less than what I wanted because there was a lot, you know, to be done with a lot of those characters. And then when it was over, I was like, God damn it! There is no way to write it right into a sequel. Like this is it. Shit! I yeah. want so much more of this. 
Um, so that that's where I, I landed on that one. And I would say like another runner up, not for me, but definitely from the way the community reacted, um, you know, would be like, again, Dress Up Darling has a good, really good cast. And um, I think Golden Combo gets overlooked with from its like variety from a variety point of view that it actually has a really broad um, people just do not care about that show man they just yeah they i think just it's the period i think care. being a period piece really throws people off but i like, love it's... golden conway but i don't think we got enough of it this year to, for me to have an opinion on it we only yeah. got like half the season right 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 but i love it it's literally my favorite manga like i've read through i'm probably gonna read the rest of it like i just i fucking love it uh it's i have a hot take yeah, I have What's... I have a super hot take on Cyberpunk Edge Runners that nobody wants to hear. Let's go. Um. Oh, and by the way, I I watched it dubbed. I didn't watch it subbed. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um. I thought uh, the dub was, was amazing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I thought the dub was, was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um. I don't get the Rebecca shit. I just don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't think she's that great. She's just another fucking character to me. Okay, so that's my you don't have taste. I don't that's really give a fault. shit. That's your problem. <laughs> that's okay. There's no problem. There's no. There's nothing wrong with that. But like Rebecca's that bitch though, so like it's not gonna change. She's just. She's just. She's just a foul-mouthed little girl that don't wear clothes. That's it, bro. That's that, it. Okay, think, but that's I the think thing. you described the, the dreams clothes. of women yeah. all over the world. Like <laughs> that's, that's the dream. Not being policed by the men around them and basically just being what the fuck, she, just doing what the fuck she want to do. But also, it's the evolution of the character's relationship with what the David, fuck is that yeah. nigga's name? David. David. Yeah, with yeah. David and how like she is a supporting character, but like as the show goes on after, especially after her brother dies, you notice how their relationship is actually becoming closer and closer, especially as Lucy is and him are becoming like more and more apart. And they're not like a relationship like dating. This is more like mm. an actual close female friend that mm. is there. It's just that, you know, they don't have to spend like two or three episodes expounding upon it. It's just relatable. That's like half the season if they did that. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. But <it's, laughs> she's, she's, their relationship is relatable because it's showing a platonic relationship between like a guy and a girl, but also a girl who is like so firmly confident in who she is and a guy who is like emotionally suppressed and just like going the fuck through it. That's why she's such a great character. Cause like that like dichotomy and just her being like so like raw and then being unashamed to be herself. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, she's a lolly, but Trigger literally told them niggas, if we don't get to put the lolly in there, get another studio. So, I, I just don't see it, man. I just don't see that shit. I'll, I'll throw know, you man. a bone and 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 say that like this is an argument. I don't think she's you... a bad character. I yeah, just don't. Yeah. I think she's overhyped. That's all. Yeah, and, and again, I'll throw, I'll throw a bone to that concept because I think that if you stare too long at any character that's in cyberpunk, you can very easily sort of write out of like a a two or three sentence summary that could hit people in a very flat kind of way, right? Like any mm. of them, including the, mm. the the core primary cast. Even like David Martinez is like, you know, if you really write out what his motivations are, i.e. everyone else's but not his own, like that's a nice uh, log line if you were pitching, but in practice, it's not really all that impressive. And I wouldn't necessarily even say that the writing in the story is like hits on anything more than a couple levels deep on any of these characters. What I like to 
think about is not just like my immediate reaction like oh that's really cool i really like what they did i think more like well why did this character hit so many people as hard as that character did there has to be a reason for that even if it's like timeliness right oh well the the there was a market for it nobody was filling it this character came in and filled that market ergo big success and we i got think millions of lollies right i think that rebecca as a character works so well because number one even if you are already familiar with cyberpunk and that world she stands out as a very anime character very anime from the presentation to the her kind of like manic uh overblown um i wouldn't necessarily tsundere but like the affect of a tsundere like that's something that if you're an anime fan walking into the series rebecca is actually going to be the character that most you are instantly most familiar with as far as like an archetype the rest of the cast really draws on the cyberpunk the the board game the series um styling and and tropes and everything else obviously they still you know borrow from other places and it is an anime at the end of the day but like rebecca Mm -hmm. stands out immediately when you see it and then you add on the fact that a lot of people came into this series um wanting to dislike this character so the because there was all this you know loose discourse about you know the ethics of putting a lolly and whatever you feel about that it's a i think it's a fact that the well was already poisoned for that character in some respect. And then there are others who wanted to defend the portrayal of that character, not knowing anything about it. But the end result was most people watched it and they were like, oh shit, I, I actually really like this character a lot, either despite myself or not. So getting over that hump, I think also speaks to the performance and the everything else. But I don't disagree that like, with maybe the exception of David Martinez... There's not like you know the new ground was not broken anywhere you know mob mm-hmm. mob and mob psycho I think had a much more interesting and nuanced individual f- and philosophical story to tell the audience just through that mm-hmm. one character but as like an ensemble cast I think edge runners hit every single high point that you could you could hit and then a lot of the lows were washed out because they didn't it was short. So it didn't force you to have to like sit with anything for a really long time and really decide if you loved it or you loved it. So that's kind of my read, which I like because it it's accentuate the positives, hide the negatives, and uh, that's why I think they got. Okay, well now I'm gonna just my hot take. I'm gonna watch the. Yeah. But you know what? It's a it's a it's a good hot take. Yeah, nothing wrong with yeah. it. Be careful. I'm gonna get blasted for Yeah, I'm gonna get. I I haven't told anybody that hot take. This is my first time oh, mentioning well, it. Oh, it's on the internet yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. This is still care. a safe space. All right. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, probably maybe, get. Go ahead. Maybe it's because it's, she's like the most anime of them. Maybe that's why. Because yeah, maybe I that's just, also. I just see anime characters all the fucking time, and I was like, oh, these people aren't so anime. And you know what? I don't know, maybe I don't. I have no fucking clue what it is. She wasn't that huge a part of the show initially, mm-hmm. so and and she's so hyped. Maybe that's part of it too. Is like she's not like a huge part of it, but she's so like the number one character from the show. And I'm just like she's barely there. And so, I don't yeah. know, man. Maybe I'm a hater. I don't fucking no, know. Maybe Siri wants so to all. listen to me and, and <laughs> try and find out fucking no. something that I said it's about what, characters. I, I feel like nice. it's similar to what's call it how. Like, you know, what something something can be successful or like a kid, like things can be successful, but like you cannot determine what's going to be like culturally relevant or like yeah. a meme. And that's just what happened with Rebecca. Like, 
I'm pretty sure they weren't intending for her to be like the all star. It's just that no. people were just like we. I just I just fuck with her like just to a just lesser do. degree. It's like the phenomenon with Ed in Cowboy Bebop because over a 24 episode runtime of which it. of which like 20 episodes. Well, not 20. I would say like 16 episodes or somewhere between 14 16 episodes ed is part of the primary cast the moment the moment they kind of enter the scene it's like a a cartoon character has been introduced to this uh to this like yeah this noir cowboy movie that we want ed ed is the redhead that yeah, with the computer hacker that's manically bouncing. Oh, the one like so looks like a kid. That one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Like this yeah, character is it, so different from everybody else. I mean, there's humor. There's a lot of humor in Cowboy Bebop. There isn't like mm-hmm. a character that's like bouncing all over the screen, squashing and stretching, doing like you know combat rolls in the scene, breaking stuff, you know, howling around with a dog. Like it's so off the reservation for the tone and the energy that's there that it's for a character that's barely there for half the series everybody remembers ed and has all these like you know positive feeling and to be fair they do the exact same trick in uh edge runners that they do in cowboy bebop because ed is this like crazy wild character they have some skills that are recognized in canon in the universe as being very helpful but it's not really until like the end of their story that you get this introspective kind of emotional recognition of like what they've been through with their family and like you know the, the the way they interact with the world and the rest of the characters on the bebop and by the time it's over they're very sympathetic they've been humanized but that was preceded by like six to eight episodes of wacky fun whenever that character's on screen rebecca kind of did the same thing it was all fun and games until pilar got his head blown off and then you got to see two ends of her character, neither of which are particularly flattering. One is like the suicidal rage monster that very nearly gets her and a bunch of other people killed. The other is her softening towards David as she realizes that he's like, he's basically killing himself. And Mm -hmm. she both can't be the kind of friend that he'll listen to, nor can he have, she have the romantic relationship that she wants. But she can try. Yeah, so that kind of like brings her energy all the way from like 110 down to like, you know, be below you know hu- normal human range and okay, so when I'm you see that well i'm it. not i mean i'm just saying i think it's the same thing as why people uh, gravitate because they can make the argument about depth that's kind of superficial but it's it's there but also again you had your expectations subverted two or three times by the time you're out of the out of the the wheel of that character you feel a lot differently going out than you did coming in theoretically now for other people she's just a loud angry lolly with guns and you know what that may be enough for them yeah um, yeah so again i, I don't think watch it don't over <laughs> don't, don't well, watch it watch it with the japanese dub you need to hear kenjiro I, yeah i will i will i will yeah that's my plan okay good so we we turned that one over um, um any other loose ends before we get to our sort of pick of the year yeah, I would say my opening of the year, which is actually random, and I wasn't expecting this to happen, but um, there's one opening that I can't stop playing because it's so fucking good and it's so catchy, and it's Shadowverse Flames' second opening. Really? <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I gotta hear this. I the gotta song, hear this. The song, song is TikTok, ironically. 
but it's not <laughs> like Kesha's TikTok or nor is it a TikTok app trend. It's the it's the song is TikTok and them niggas be singing on that shit. Like like they got the range, they got the notes, they got the timbre, and the song <laughs> is well produced. It's like and it's a good little bop, and then you get into the show. It's like it was so good that I was like Okay, let me see what this show's about. Like, let me go. Let me go read a synopsis real quick. Even though this is not, the show's not for me. Like this. this yeah, is, right. Yeah, th- this is for like the six to twelve year olds right now. Like this show is not for me. But them niggas made that opening look really entertaining, and the music definitely shot it to another level. Um, yeah, I just listened to a few yeah. seconds of it. Like, oh shit! Yeah, this is kind of. It is kind of. <laughs> it is kind of good. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Joe, what about you? Any loose ends? Uh, if we're talking best OP, it's an easy one for me. Ranking of Kings second OP, best OP I've oh. ever seen. Mm. I think it's just an amazing overall. Everything you want in an OP, I think it's just absolutely phenomenal. There are a bunch of great songs that I've I've loved throughout this whole year for OPs. Um, and one song that I cannot get out of my mind is... Um, I, there's a ton actually there's so many i can't even like i you know a song i really like i really like this second um spy family op it's just it's really good. happy yeah. and oh yep. man i love I like anytime anyone hits like a high note one. i do That's like that crazy one. i'm I with i'm with it. joe on this i do like that one i was expecting I love high more notes. i was i was i was biased towards the first one so i was expecting like another like spy sequence shooting thing with bob and uh-huh. we didn't get it and i was like what the fuck is this happy shit and so I love it that like but that, that, easily that ranking of kings. It's just phenomenal. Probably best OP I've ever seen in my life. Maybe not my favorite song ever, but I still love the song. Maybe not oh, my I favorite love song that part. But... before the chorus drops. Okay, I'll, I'll if we're going if we're going with like offbeat shit. I gotta say it's not an opening. It's a voice acting performance. And don't don't kill me on this one. Oh my god, it's Who- from Harem. Nope. No, 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 oh, okay. no, 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 no. This is from Spy Family. The VA who does Bond, the dog, oh, kills me. Kills yeah. me on a regular basis. But when, like, they're just, oh, like, just, like, having, like, because there, there's a, there was that little episode they did where, like, Bond was mad that Anya was really into the, the penguin. And, like, Jealous. the fact that they killed yeah. the penguin still takes me out. Like, it showed like, the bloody body. It did. But, like, the VA performance, because there were a few, like, words, like, yeah, thrown in there. Yeah, jealous. Yeah. yeah. I, but I, but I, could, I could always get exactly what that dog is thinking from just the sound of, like, the, the human fake bark that's, that's definitely supposed to not sound like a dog. Like, everything about that is just, like, an instant gag for me. So I just laugh my ass off. Over some little little shit. So like I gotta I don't know who does Bond's voice, but damn, just just catch it catches me slipping every time. Um, Have you guys seen Chainsaw Man? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, he's seen it. I've only have you seen the English dub for Kobe? I know what you. Oh my god! Oh my god! (laughs) So good! It's phenomenal. Don't summon the crazies here, please. We oh we've had God. the we've oh had the Kobeni, multiple Kobeni conversations. I like both voice actors, but I think I don't know. I'm pretty sure they don't. Um, when the when they do the dub voices, they don't give the Japanese voice as a reference. Like I'm pretty they sure they might don't. Do have. 
I got it sounds ask, a little similar, but it's so good. So that's what I was gonna say is like the fact that two VAs probably with a little disconnection were given the same uh the the same description of what they needed to do, and they found ways in two separate languages to be just as annoying as each other, like and but still, you know, capture who that character is is a underrated uh, outcome of this season. Um, so I'm right there with you that like both of Kobeni's VAs did something special. Good, the man. problem is that the community just doesn't appreciate that shit. The simps just yeah. they they they're always going crazy from blind. Jump, but the haters who were ironically the mo- mostly manga readers who were just like so angry that this character who they've been told for years their their second like most important character trait is that she's annoying as fuck got a va to give the most annoying <laughs> performance you possibly could i don't know it's crazy it's fucking crazy i thought it was great i actually like her as a character overall she brings chaos but not she's in the way fine. that power does she brings chaos in the way of just like ruining things. She's just <laughs> not helpful. But then sometimes she is. I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I thought she was, yeah, I don't want to do the whole conversation. I just love that performance. It's the, really the good. dub, so good. Holy shit. It is surprising. The, really I watched good. the little scenes of it. Everyone in that scene, Power in English and the other guy who I don't remember, like everyone's just phenomenal. It's awesome. No, I mean That's like my I, random stuff. I think I think V I think um VA work this this year has actually been on both ends, both uh, dubs and original Japanese voice, um, have been outstanding for the series that like I want to I want there to be good VA work in. So like mm-hmm. we haven't talked about like Witch from Mercury at all since it's again it's like a still it's still kind of sort of running, so you know, it's like part of the conversation, but I haven't sat back and thought about the whole season. But I think a lot mm-hmm. of the Japanese cast there is underrated given that, you know, mm-hmm. uh it's the kind of show that doesn't necessarily need outstanding voice performance. Um that said, like Suleta's VA in particular, um had a drew a tough job. And is doing a fantastic, doing fantastic work this season. So I want to shout that out. Let's see, is there anything else on my list? Oh, I, I did want to like mention it. It's not, it's not a runner up or anything else for me, but for the anime of the year. But like, I feel like Urusei Yatsura flew under the radar of American fans, but mm-hmm. is would be a would in an in another oh. universe would be uh, really high up there because of the impact in Japan. In fact, I know a lot of people um, who. Well, not a lot. I know a few people who live over there and a couple more who are very plugged in who always remind me that like this is the show that like has the broadest appeal this this season. Um, like old older people who don't watch anime are watching Ursa Yatsura, people who are not in the culture in Japan are all about it because it never went away over there. It's like how we have mm-hmm. the Simpsons. The Simpsons are just like perennial. Like Ursa Yatsura mm-hmm. is like everywhere in Japan, but you just never know because you you're you know, you don't live there. But, uh, Speaking yeah. of performances, I love Lum. Oh my I absolutely God. fucking love her. It's amazing the how well it's translated. At the end of everything, oh, I fucking love it. It's the yeah. cutest thing ever. Right there with you. Okay, so we talk about anime of the year. Um, Jordan, we'll start with you. What was sort of your... Tell about your criteria and then where you went with it. Uh Oh, my criteria is basically all the other stuff combined um, together. And... Mm-hmm. There is one that I want to give it to, but it's not finished. And I'm also very biased towards it. So I can't give it to it because it's not finished yet. And it's nowhere mm-hmm. near being finished. 
I want to give it to Gundam, but I can't. Oh. I can't. But I wanted to give it to Gundam because the the foundations are so strong. Like, for where they're going to go and where they're going to end up, it's probably going to be fucking phenomenal. But we won't get that next season until next summer. So that'll have to uh, be spring. something for next year. April. Spring? I thought April, they were taking yeah. a two-car break. Oh, it's just No, spring? no, it's just Bleach doing the two-core. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. Well, then we'll get that next year, and then God knows if it'll take another, like, you know, it'll go around the route where it'll be like, yeah, and it, now there's a second season. Because this won't be the second season. This will be the second part. I complain so, about this all the time, but anyway. But, um, yeah, I do hope we get a second season of Witch from Mercury. But other than that, yeah, my number one anime for the year is Ranking of Kings. Um, it just had everything. Just to me, as far as like every, when I think back on like a lot, and at one point, at the beginning of this year, I was so positive. I was like, Dress Up Darling is amazing. Nothing's <laughs> gonna beat this show. It's so fucking good. I'm like smiling every week. It's so blah, 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 blah. I love um, that t-shirt. But no, like it's, it's ranking of kings. Like every time when I go back and I think about music, when I think about characters, like, and I, I mean, the characters are good in Ranking of Kings, but like they just weren't my favorite because I did it from like a personal perspective, not just a oh I'm gonna compare you all to like everyone else and like but like I didn't care about those like anime rankings or shit on Twitter and things like that. Um, I did that off a of personal thing. But when I think about like what you said with the ensemble cast with Edge Runners, Ranking of Kings is an ensemble cast. It's not just mm-hmm. Boji. And uh, when you think about the aesthetic and you know. A lot of people have a, such a hard time getting into it, but I think that the aesthetic plays to the action scenes and a lot of stuff in the show, similar to what Pokemon did for Sun and Moon, where they simplified the animation style so that it could be more fluid. And so that's what I basically get out of Ranking, Ranking of Kings. Like, especially with the first, the, that second episode, when the princes were going against each other, I was just like, this is... Nah, there, there's something here. Like, so, there's something here. Like, something's gonna happen. Because why is this nigga just, like, just just doing it? Just doing yeah. the fucking up. And I'm just like, yes. So you have that. And then when I think about the emotional moments for the year, I did everything with this show. I cried. I laughed. I yelled. I went, what the fuck? And then I also had to be like, well, do I have to process myself as a person to understand where we're coming from? Because there's one plot line near the end that a lot of people do not agree on to this day. And also, simultaneously, there is closure within the season. Like, there is a huge sense of closure because a lot of the main things that they were dealing with were all dealt with. They also laid the foundation for the second part, but also the second part was literally just starting when the first season ended. So we're not gonna see more of this probably for another three or four years. But for now, what I got was so good. And I say this because it the first half premiered last year and then it ended this year. So I'm basing this off of the culmination of the entirety of the show. Because I did yeah. enjoy the first part. But when I put like, when it's all together, it's just, it's so good. It's, it's so good. And people are like, oh, that looks like it's for kids. It's like, no, it's... It's not actually, it's very much so not for children. You should not, you can watch it with your tween. It's a good show for a mm-hmm. tween. You do not need to be watching this with your kids. 
at all. And I just really appreciate the character arcs that everyone got. Everyone got a character arc. It was not just Boji. Even the niggas that I hated the most got a character arc. And at the end, I was kind of just like, I guess I have to put up with you because it does... Your decisions make sense even though you're a bum bitch nigga. Like, I get, <laughs> it. I get it. But you are still a bum bitch nigga and you don't deserve forgiveness. But then also, this character is literally like the living definition of kindness. But they also showed... the. I think one of the best scenes for me is you, we've see, you see Boji forgive and, you know, be innocent throughout the whole thing. And then near those last few episodes, he comes face to face with someone that, like, viscerally betrayed him to his face. And he has, like, a breakdown. Like, a breakdown mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this, it actually it hits so hard because throughout the whole series, this character has been so forthcoming and forgiving and understanding of other people because of his position in life. And this is the first time where he's like, I don't know if I can be nice to this nigga. Like, and I, like, and he struggled with it because he had, he had the power to fuck that nigga up. He had the power to fuck that nigga up. And he didn't do it. And he was struggling. And it was, I mean, it, I don't want to watch children struggle, but I felt like that was so earned and just like evocative and just wrenching. Cause I'm like, damn, like you, shit like i wasn't expecting you to actually go this way and that's just with the main character like this is this happens with so many of the other characters just to a lesser extent so yeah my number one like easily period in the story um sakuga the saga scene where he was fighting his dad or like the image of his dad where that nigga like ran up the wall and like ran through that little corridor popped the fuck back out and then my favorite scene is when he ran up the arm and they did like the sparkle animation and then he just came through on that nigga and he was washed amazing it was it was well deserved it was earned like we earned that shit because we've been seeing this nigga train the entire season we've been seeing his potential the entire season and then we fucking got the payoff it was phenomenal my anime of the year Awesome. No, I I totally buy it. Um, Joe, what you got? It's hard. I I wasn't gonna say it. I wasn't gonna put ranking of kings. Like I made, I put so many different anime. Like I broke it into different <laughs> sections. Like ones that I think deserves anime of the year. There's like seven of them are like up there because this year was so packed. I had a lesser one that just the ones that hit me. The ones that I feel like really like were good and like deserve some recognition but i don't think they're anime of the year you know stuff like spy family and bleach and like um isekai ojisan for like a comedy oh my god and there's just so <laughs> many that like were really good and like hit me but they are not anime of the year and then there was a bunch of other stuff that were also really good but again i didn't see them as anime of the year and i actually had ranking of kings in that uh tier and I think the main reason why it's hard for me to like put like I want to put it, it's just like I think I, when you have a season, a, a series go from like fall, you know, from it's October hard, yeah. through yeah. March, and it's in two years, then it's like, can I do that? Can I say that two years in a row this is the best anime? Now I know I I don't think last year I gave it best anime because we also had Odd Taxi, which was phenomenal, mm-hmm. um, and Mushoka Tensei also really good, and. And link click so many good series last year, but like if I'm not giving it to to ranking of Kings last year, I have to give it to it this year because ranking Kings was absolutely amazing. But 
Some other ones, obviously, Made in Abyss was phenomenal. Um, Chainsaw Man, as much as some people might not like it, I just, I love Chainsaw Man. It's one of my favorite manga ever. And I can't say that it was the best, only because a lot of the good shit in Chainsaw Man hasn't even come. So much more shit to come. I don't know if yeah, you Yeah, and I'm a manga, manga reader as well, so I agree with you. So much more shit to come. When we get the final season of part one, That'll probably be anime of the year. It'll be so fucking good. Everyone's going to lose their fucking minds. Um, so I can't really give it there. And I, I would say that the two really, for me, honestly, is Ranking of Kings or um, Mob Psycho. Mob Psycho more because it like just filled it all out. And that, that Dimple episode might be my favorite episode of any anime this year. It was so, 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 so good. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Ranking of Kings. Fuck it. I love Ranking of Kings, man. Ranking of Kings. Oh, I was preaching that shit. I you was preaching that shit. Yourself out oh, of it. You, you were right literally back. like about moving in the opposite direction. I yes. can't not because I don't think I gave Ranking of Kings anime of the year last year because there were so many good ones. I think I gave it to Odd Taxi, which yeah. it's hard not to. I thought Odd Taxi was amazing. Um, and if I didn't give it to it last year, I have to give it to it this year because I love Ranking of Kings. I preach that shit. Every fucking week since like week two. I don't know if I watched it during week one. Maybe I, I think I watched it late. Like a I think few you were the one that told after. me to start watching it. I told everybody to start watching that shit. I love Ranking Kings so much. One of my favorite anime ever. And again, that OP man, just the best OP I've ever seen in my life. Look at that. Look at that. Accord. And now you're gonna get Discord from the one guy who didn't watch Ranking of Kings. So yeah, 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 either yeah, either yeah, that yeah, buys yeah. me out of criticism, or I'm just a, a poser and I missed the best show of the season. <laughs> I mean, you, I guess the comments will have to decide. Um, so I, I kind of telegraphed where my show was. I know where you're was. going. We all know. Yeah. Everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of telegraphed that. So to drive up the suspense even more, I'll talk about things I did not choose, even though I really, really like them. The first is that I'm a, I'm a connoisseur of trash, and that's why I'll probably I be talking about- I know where this about... is going. <laughs> no, oh, no we'll, we'll see. Well, we'll see. All right. So one thing, one show I I, I uh, threw out of the possible uh, uh, top spot had to be Eminence and Shadow because a it's it. not it's not finished. Yeah. And and b it you know if I were to put it down on any of the other areas where that we sort of chose as our uh, criteria, you know, best characters, best visuals, best music, I wouldn't necessarily say it sticks out at the top of any of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I've, I, 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 this is a mantra I repeat, and, uh, and we have said it here, and we've said it in other shows. Um, when a property does things it doesn't have to do and does them in a way that's exciting to me, I tend to give it a lot more props than something where I, I'm expecting, you know, investment, greatness, you know, production. And I think, like, Eminence and Shadow kind of falls in that category of, like, you didn't have to, but I see what you're doing, and it's working for me. But it's still trash at the end of the day. And so that would be it would be like my it would be like the king of the trash for this year, but um had to had to to walk away from that one. Um similarly, I thought that uh Dress Up Darling and Spy Family would both sort of sit higher in my rankings for the year because I think both on for for different groups of people are some of the best entry points into anime that mm. I've seen. Um, in a very, very, very long time, uh, especially given that for both of them, 
in concept, if you just describe what they were to people, they don't come across as your very typical um, high-profile genre hits. Um, but they, and I know this from personal fact, they appeal to an audience, a new audience, you know, a, a female-heavy audience, but also, like, you know, my own wife, when I, I use her as my litmus test for, like, what what could get over and what could grow a fandom because she's not she's familiar with anime but she doesn't watch it um and when i put something in front of her that she's like oh yeah that's cool i want to see more i take that as a more of an endorsement of like it it hitting all the right marks so both of those were kind of up on my list um as well uh and i also discounted things that like i'm already super familiar with like we talked about made in abyss um like i think that every part of that production especially given that the last thing people saw of it was a movie uh, yeah. And it's still every part of it holds up and it's a unique concept to this day. Um, you know, that's another one that I would have normally put in there. But to bury to bury the lead enough, I got to go with Cyberpunk Edge Runners. I think that just from uh, my experience watching it, I can only go by what I felt. And what I felt was a kind of immersion in a thing that I already knew I liked, but I didn't know that I liked it as much as I did. I thought that it had standout music beyond just you know the 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 big track i want to say in your house but just i think from like a general scoring point of view it felt cyberpunk to the core and it wasn't mm-hmm. just a lot of like skitsy uh electronic music there were a lot of like instrumental tracks a lot of guitar um like especially when they're sort of out of the city i think like as far as iconic visuals that it is littered with them and i'm such a sucker for studio trigger they probably could have like animated a ham sandwich for eight episodes i'd still be raving about oh what a great job they did yeah. with, the, with the extra olive in the Promare, toothpick Promare. right watch Promare. right you know but at the but the triggerism that they go for visually was actually like well restrained behind like the the existence of the cyberpunk ip what i mean to say is that like when you let studio trigger go crazy sometimes you get like uh kill a kill and then other times you get that like ninja or you get kiznaiver or like that weird ninja thing what i mean is like they they are a studio that actually performs so much better in my opinion when they are given some walls that they have to bump into and work around Mm. and given how big the cyberpunk ip i mean let's be very clear i may like cyberpunk personally but that ip was in the fucking toilet when this, this anime, anime turned their dropped. shit around this tiny ass little anime on netflix turned it around rehabilitated a an entire hundred you know two or three hundred million dollar franchise that was like on the worst kind of life support from its own community and it did it by essentially pulling in the kind of like weeby edgelords that often destroy communities when they come in. So the idea that that not only was it a high-quality show, the great cast that we already talked about, you know, enough iconic music to make it stand out, the, the vibes, the the non... I would say, like, the normie fans coming in, the... the, the I don't know what, what I would say, but, like, impressing anime nerds that this is, like, a legit fucking series. And rehabbing... Uh, uh, IP that was in the dirt with its own fans in the worst way. It's hard for me to overlook that just because there's some series I think that probably were more inspired or more original. And again, I didn't see 
ranking of kings beyond i think the second episode but i have really positive feelings for what i did see so i totally buy that as a you know show of the year um but re- wake me up again next year when i'm like talking up why we should be considering evidence in shadow for this shit even though it's some of the worst trash it's just, i mean it's but just... there's gonna be a lot to deal with next year just oh my god yeah first core we... and then hell's paradise is coming don't uh, more I'm gonna be the biggest. More Demon Slayer. More. I'm gonna be the biggest. More Attack on Titan. Oh, I'm gonna Mashal, be the biggest Hell's Paradise Luck. shell yeah, chill so you've much, ever man. heard. I'm I hope I will chill. too. Yeah, man. I have all the volumes of it on my. Oh, you do. You okay, you can't see them. They're down. There. I haven't watched it. Or I haven't read it. I read the first four chapters. I think three or four Bro. chapters, and then I was like, I'm not gonna read this because it's so good. This is like, one, it's one of my favorite things. Like just period is Hell's Paradise. So you read it all? I've I have I read up to though. like one chapter after they go to the thing. Oh I don't want God. I'm trying to be very vague. I read like one chapter past yeah. that when they go to the thing, and then I was like, oh, this is good. This is gonna be really good. And I did the same thing with Sakamoto Days. I read okay. like a couple of chapters into it, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be good. And both of them apparently amazing so i can't wait for both of them unfortunately i did read a bunch of other things that are also really good like next not next year but 2024 kaiju 8 mm, i read all of that bro like oh uh, one can... punch man's also next year a new season <laughs> listen, sorry listen okay hell's paradise is one of those things that i need to live up to what i've already seen of just the television production but even if it if it was ass even if we got like you know a completely disappointing season Which for whatever I reason, doubt. I doubt. But even yeah, if that happened, uh-huh. it is it it is it rings so true to me that I would still be a defender of that series no matter what. Like it is, it's what I always ask for from derivative work because we're at a point where like nothing under the sun is new. Everything is gonna have like uh you know both a, a precedent and sort of a, a commonality with like the current stuff that's out there where you're never going to be able to say like, well, you'll only get this experience if you read or watch this hell's paradise uh-huh. pulls the right stuff from the right, uh, uh, historical base. And I don't want to give anything away, but it's pretty obvious. You read the first four or five chapters. It's pretty obvious where it's getting a lot of its inspiration from. Yeah. But I that's the so. point is that it wears it on its sleeve and then goes in a direction that can live on its own. That, to me, is evolution. I love it. Art is great. Concept is great. The cast gets great as it grows. And then it kind of, you know, leads to a ending you would you would hope for. But it's still awesome. So I'm ready for it. Just let it wash over me. But we'll, that that's for, for next year. For this year, I have to... I gotta live my truth, and it's gotta be cyberpunk edge runners for me because of the heavy lift. That's my that's my take. But I I don't disagree with any of the other things that we brought up here as being possible uh, top shots of the year. So cool, we Ooh. did it, we did it. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, I mean, it's a crazy season, crazy year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't even watch that much this year to be honest. I, I could have watched 100. much more. But I didn't. Like, I didn't watch Shield Hero. Um, you didn't miss anything. Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard that. I, I heard that, unfortunately. I didn't watch Lecherous Recall, um, Call of the Night. All that. Like, I, there's stuff I still need to catch up on, which I'm not even sure if Lecherous Recoil would have even be, been in my 
stuff. I didn't watch Bochi Rock, even though that's like the number one anime from this season. Oh, that's right the one now. thing I have to talk about real quick. Yeah. Bochi the Rock, I gotta give it flowers. I looked over it. Um, the only reason I can't give it anime of the year is because I am not a sucker for Slice of Life. Mm. I don't love Slice of Life. There's nothing about Slice of Life that makes me go crazy. But with that said, Bochi the Rock was really fucking good. And I don't know if that speaks more to the series as a whole or what. Um, but despite it being very, very, very slice of life, I absolutely loved it. There was no romance in it. Still loved it. There was no... I, I think it was one of the funnier anime of the year. And I think you talking about Eminence and Shadow, that's just one of my funnier anime of the entire year. Um, my God. But Bochi <laughs> the Rock... Definitely deserves some love, and anybody that says Boji Rock is their favorite of the year, I don't blame you. It's just I'm not slice of life, so I can't really do it. I I, I, don't, I would never give anything slice of life anime of the year. I just can't do it. Doesn't deserve it. So in my eyes, honorable mention. Then what was the worst show you guys watched this year? Strongest Age with the Weakest Crust. Holy Bro, shit, that was fast. oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. That was so <laughs> fast. Holy yeah. shit. Strongest Age with the Weakest Crest. It was the really? most generic garbage. Yeah, it sucks. Everything was it nothing. Wait, is that the one where he was oh like he god. reincarnated and he was like everyone doesn't know how strong this quest yes, is? The same oh, fucking story. Oh, oh yes. no, look, the so instructor's a bad. demon. How did that happen? <laughs> okay, okay. It's literally like the same copy pasta of there's like there, literally next season. I just just by looking at like trailers and whatever. There's literally four more of these fucking things. Yeah, four of more of these copy pasta shows. Um, uh, yeah, including Misfit of Demon King perfect. Academy, which I think was the best of them. Yeah. Um, but Strongest Age with the Weakest Crest. Everything's bad. The whole reincarnated concept. The fact that they literally just bro. Oh, the worst possible part of it. For me personally, that I think is so fucking bad, is he has absolutely we get no backstory on him. No, nope. um, as a as a as a kid, nothing like he just shows up. He's of age, goes to the town, goes to the play the smithing place, instantly exactly becomes friends with about. the two fucking I girls. I know exactly yeah. no where you're going with this. They have no reason to trust him. No reason. It's for actually anything. insane because then she just so gives him her bad. shit, and it's like, just who is here. this guy? I trust you with my fucking life, and they don't even know like that. Oh my fucking! I'm gonna get so mad. I hate it. It's literally the worst fucking dog shit. So bad. It's just bad. It's just really bad. It's just bad. It's just a bad anime. So that's why it was instant. I I don't know if X Arm came out this year. A lot of people. No, no. X Arm was last year. X Arm was in a bad. I felt bad that X Arm existed in public. Like I wanted. I, I you know I have a I have a very like low tolerance for um like embarrassment like real life human embarrassment and like i was getting triggered from like the second minute when i realized that the the whoever directed this didn't understand forced perspective and i'm like looking at this like you have a 3d camera and you don't you literally don't know how to use it let alone the fact they couldn't animate anything like a walk cycle was painful to get through but that like you could have a character jump across the screen and you don't even know how to like or, or have the wherewithal to like pan the camera to see to like set up the next shot where they land like some basic ass shit like basic action direction didn't know it clearly didn't know and then when i went and looked up it. the staff and it was actually the case that none of them had any experience making television i was like this is this is someone's sick joke 
to ruin somebody else's career. Damn. To give them a project like this, put it on actual television, like you're just trying to fuck them up. Like this, this is not cool. Like someone needs to stop this shit. Uh, no, my worst, worst. Yeah, my my worst of the year is um, probably Tribe Nine. Oh man, that was gonna be mine. Probably Tribe Nine. I only watched the. F- I have a second. Which one's Tribe up? Nine? No, no, no. no, no. Tribe Nine is a shit. Is like the shitty baseball. Uh, oh, I didn't watch that one. I didn't watch it, and I think you guys were telling me. I, I want to say it was you guys that were saying like, "Oh, this could be kind of good." No, maybe it was somebody else. I don't know, but somebody we, was telling we me. Wait, at I think the, it could we looked at the preview episode. Yeah. yeah, we were hopeful that maybe we, we could get some wacky sports shit out of it, given that they had just come off of uh, what was that? The other show that we liked. Um, it was also very Dong and Rampa esque. Oh, Akadama Drive. Yeah, we liked Akadama Drive, so it was like the, it was the same production team. I think it's the same. They have only I think Lion Films has two units, so it was the same unit that did Akadama Drive was doing uh, Tribe Nine, and I just like this kind of the the art style. Little did I know that not even the art style would survive that horrible writing and the bad direction and the horrible sports concept that they had. It was one of the most irritating <laughs> things ever. But no, I'll I'll back off of Tribe 9 and go with Black Rock Shooter because I have so many questions. I have so many questions about this series. The biggest one being, how in God's name did Disney decide to put their not just their money behind it, but literally they list themselves on the production team. It's in the credits of an of episode 1 where there is a rape scene with children. I just want to know. <laughs> I, 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 uh, how? How did this happen? Nice. Bad. Bad, bad, bad. And it's also like the most trite shit you could ever write. Like powerful robot girls team up, but they all have amnesia. Something, something. Rape robots. Something, something. Like, get, get out of here. Get out of here. But go ahead, nice. George. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, my other one is Orient. Ooh, that's. Oh, ooh. I watched episode one and I knew it was garbage. Yeah, I, I, I recorded the first like four episodes and I was like, I have to delete these because I'm not posting. Yeah. I was like, not I, good. I was, I hated it. I was kind of just like, bruh, this is not giving Magi. Like, what the no. fuck is this? No, 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 no. And the what sad is part this? is that the the. The story is not great, but like one of the only saving graces of the manga is that the panels are very like overflowing and expressive. Not there. And this production basic completely bitch. undersells that. Basic bitch. And I remember you, we were talking about it before it came out. I was looking forward to it because of the way that you talked about like the manga panels. And Magi has done the same thing with the, yep. with animation, which like you know the huge sprawling scenes are like the fire or like him getting his like the Magi power coming out. So I'm like, they oh okay, we didn't get the finished Magi, but we'll get something else that will have you know. The, I guess, like, the baseline of, like, oh, hey, we could do this with Magi, and it's been several years now, so we could do way more. This shit was so basic. It was so basic for <sighs> something from a mangaka who actually has, like, a finished series and, like, a name. I'm like, why is this... Are you just depending on him to do everything? Because, listen, there's one thing I will give Hiro Mashima. 
Is he, does he do the same thing? Yes, yes. he does. It's the same is story Lucy, every time. Is Lucy in every fucking series? Yep. Yes. But there's one thing, the production quality will at least be so acceptable. And then good when they want it to be. This? Wow. Hiromashima, is that the fairy tale guy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Fairy I haven't watched fairy tale or Eden's. 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 I haven't seen any of them. Which I will be tuning in to Eden Zero Season 2. Because I actually enjoyed what they gave us with Season 1. And it's it's that's the thing, though. It's Hiromashima. I, I, I can already guess like 75% of the plot. But I don't care because I want to see. I it. apparently I guessed most of the plot just off the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've never even seen Fairy Tale. I was just like, oh, I bet this is this is this. And then people were like, yo, how the fuck did you guess that? I was just like, I don't know. I just went it, for the most basic shit. That's all. It's, that's the thing. Hero Machiva plays with like primary colors. You know, that's the best way I can like describe his writing and his okay. concept design. It's all primary colors, but the one thing that he has found and reuses every time that works every time is this like deep heartfelt appreciation for found family. That that basic premise and the emotional undertones of it are in are like the core of everything he has ever done the whole concept behind fairy tale is literally just a bunch of fucking goofballs who all love each other and will do anything for each other in zero a bunch of lovable fucking goofballs connected by history who love each other and will do anything for each other even like the core of rave master is kind of the same thing like it's this it's it's an easy it's an easy sell and then if you don't take yourself too seriously like it's a little goofy and then like the in jokes are too, I would say like too much for me, but they will. It will always. If you liked anything he ever did, you'll probably like everything he does. And if you don't like anything he ever did, it just isn't. You're not. You're not gonna like anything he does. Like that. It's it's very yeah. simple and straightforward. Um, but with I was Orient, gonna ask. Boo boo. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let's boo boo. Nowhere near the same treatment as Magi. So no. extremely disappointing. Yeah. I was gonna ask since you kind of like backdoored into this. Uh, are there any like trends or surprising things like commonalities that you kind of worked out from having watched all the stuff you watched this season? Like it doesn't have to be stuff you didn't like. It could be things like, man, I want to see more of this or I can't believe that we got this 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 year. I and want I, another I, magical girl upset. I want another mm, Madoka Magica. Mm, some subversion. Some uh, yeah, I want a subversion like of 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 some genre, like some genre. Um, but particularly Magical Girls, because I fuck with Magical Girls. But like Madoka Magica, they're, they're doing a good job, but the well's kind of running dry. Like mm. the, they, they're trying to like push stuff from the gotcha game. And like I heard the gotcha game anime adaptation and stuff is good. I think they announced a new movie, a continuation or some shit. So like that's great. I want some kind of, I need some something to shake some shit up. Because I mean, I could say that, you know, we got all these isekai that like explore this, 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 and that, that, that. And that's all great, but... I did. I remember when Madoka Magica was airing, and I watched that third episode, and it ended, and I went, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, literally, was shocked, and like, was like running and telling people, "You have to watch this show." Oh no, you have to watch the show. You have to watch the show. You have to watch the show. And then, like, less you than a year later, kids. less than a year later, it was just fucking like insane. It was just huge. I really don't feel like there's anything like that right now. Like, it just seems like everything is hype and it, it lives up to the hype or, you know, it disappears. There's nothing that just comes out of nowhere and you're like, yo, this shit, like, get, hop on this shit. Like, yeah, like Ranking of Kings. But even so, Ranking of Kings isn't even really getting that much recognition. 
Oh, it doesn't get the recognition, but it was the series that I did that with. I preached it. I preached Ranking Kings to everybody. There was like two, maybe three series I preached. Ranking Kings is one. Odd Taxi I preached. I I think it's all mostly last year's stuff. I don't know if there's anything this year that I preached really. Yeah, like Odd Taxi. Um, I would say like maybe by the wayside, like Banished from the Heroes Party. I enjoyed that one because that was supposed to be Slice of Life. And they made it very clear, like, this is actually Sakuga, bitch. What are you talking about? Like, the last few I didn't watch that one, but I probably will because it's going to get another season, and I, I heard good things. But the one thing that I that happened to me during this year is I am just done with the most basic isekai shit. I'm just Thank done with you. it. I'm just Thank done you. with it. I feel like, like it's I just hard, can't do it though. anymore. Because you never know which basic one is actually going to Oh, be I like, can tell now. Oh, I, I can tell now. basic, but it's actually going to have something else going on for it. I can tell now. I think after watching is... I watched 100, at least 100 anime last year, if not more, um, in total. And I realize now which ones are the bad ones. Like, I can see the bad ones. I'm not watching them. I'm not watching bad ones anymore. If I know generally what your plot is, I'm not watching it. I don't care. I don't... You have to do something more unique, or Are you, you have to make it a three me really. Rule? I'm not even giving three episodes. There's like, there's like it's a one. bunch of anime. It's one. Yep. <laughs> I'm not even giving one episode to some of these things. Some of okay. these things, I'm like, I know what you're doing. I know exactly where you're gonna go. You're gonna fucking suck. If people tell me after the season it was amazing and it's not the same, like 10, 15 isekai lovers on YouTube. <laughs> if it's not those same people, then I might give it a first episode watch. But like, there's just a lot of stuff that I know is going to be bad. There's an upcoming season. There's a lot of these things. And I just know a bunch of them are going to be bad. The only one out of that group of like the generic reincarnated blah, 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 blah. That looks kind of interesting is the Exorcist one. Even though it doesn't look interesting because it looks like the same shit. The one thing that sets it apart is the Exorcist element. And that's one thing we haven't really seen because it's always like, I do magic. I'm powerful. Burr. And like... That's the only one that's like, oh, these are like yokai. Yeah. It feels different. It's not like I need to take down Demon Lord. It's I'm dealing with actual like like monsters and it just seemed more interesting as opposed to all this other shit that is all the fucking same all the fucking time. Um, what else did I figure out this year? Um I figured out that sometimes a revived series, maybe it's not doesn't it shouldn't be revived with mm-hmm. devil is a part-timer mm, interesting just maybe it should just stay where it is because they brought it back quality it decreased disappeared. massively yeah it disappeared it actually was not what was what it was everyone was hype up to july 1st and then once the show aired no one talked about it no more you were like holy fuck this is actually not that great no it's not that great mm-hmm do you and think it was a lot the material or was it the production? Because I didn't watch it. Production. Was it like, okay. Probably production. And the I material, it was, it was very different. I think season two is very different from season one. Um, gotcha. I feel like the comedic yeah, pro- aspect yeah. of it or like the playful not as was funny. not there. Not like, there at nope. all, which is all over the first season. So it's it's it's, it's it took the promised Neverland route where it was kind of just like, Ooh. oh no. Okay, bitch. not that bad. Not uh, uh, to, a <laughs> to a lesser extent yes i agree to a lesser lesser extent the promise neverland route was the worst possible thing well, they could have the done way to they said i'm gonna skip 
everything and just give this whatever. We're just going to throw Skip an everything on it. good and then make up a bunch of bad shit. <laughs> and we're just throwing ending on it, right? It, it, an did on season that, two end the series? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I thought so. I thought yeah. they, that's where they were going. It's just like, how do you do that? Like, Do you know what's crazy? Know. How the, insane. They had the opportunity to submit. Was that, that this series. year? Uh, no. No, it was last year. Are you sure? Are you, it was last wait, year. Am I wrong? Am I making this up? It was last year. Yeah. Was it? I read Promise Neverland at the beginning of this year. Yeah, and it I, was last year. Yeah, it was. It was? Yeah. It was it the was. beginning of last year? Holy shit, that's a long time. It, Listen, all right. I was, this was this was like killing me, um, just in my heart that this that 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 series went the way they did. And the wildest part, like I would have, if we had had this kind of conversation last year, I would have put Promise Neverland in like the biggest bag fumble of the year because, in actuality, the the part that they threw away would have been the hypest that series would ever get. Yep. That is the wildest part is that they took it's like you have a steak and instead of like cutting out like the ribeye, you know, and maybe you, maybe you, maybe you're like, you know, we don't need this flank steak, we need whatever. They just kept the skin. They just kept all the the the, the, <laughs> the hard fat. You the, know that hard right. fat? Yeah, the, the yes, exactly. And the bones. They kept all the hard the fat and the bones. That's it, man. You're 100% correct. I couldn't believe it. I was like, there's no way anybody, no production company, no greedy-ass publisher, nobody could possibly have fucked things up that bad. And they did. And they it's put horrible. their whole back into it, too. They're like, we got the we got the manga cut. He's overseeing everything. I'm like, bro, don't drag this man's name into this mess. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Like, stop. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think for me, I had a couple of, they're not like realizations, but it was like things that I liked um, to, as a counterpoint to what you brought up about like older, older series that kind of, you know, could be left in the past. I was surprised this year, especially coming out of Netflix of all places, the kind of money that was put into reviving, not just like old franchises, but just IPs that were so out of the public discourse that when I saw the announcements for like Spriggan and Bastard, I was like, there is a, there is somebody over at Netflix who just, who only thinks like me. Like it's just, it's just my doppelganger is over there because like only I have appreciation for, for uh, Spriggan in its like original form and bastard of all things, like the most eighties of the eighties um, series to bring back. It's such weird choices. Yurisa Yatsura are being more on the, uh, 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 I would say mainstream for Japan side of things. But like, I actually, I would never put any of those series. They're, they're not great. They weren't great when they were um, fresh and they're certainly not great in 2022. All you know, when you watch bastard, you very much feel the the tropes that were so common and accepted back then that just kind of don't work anymore um the yep. approach yeah the the approach to fan service which is basically just rape you know like that that's pretty much it um i stopped that of, one yeah i knew it and and again i'm a fan of the manga and so it was a very manga faithful reproduction of that series i think it's actually getting a second season if i recall correctly it did well enough um it's so shocking um spriggan very interesting to me because the spriggan movie was something that really was a big part of my early anime fandom 
that it was this this like random series i didn't know where it came from at the time i didn't even know that it had like a manga associated with it but it, it like the the scene of a uh, fat man getting uh with the chain gun blowing up the the helicopter and you fucking fucking dudes up with the knife and everything else like those were iconic to my like friend group but i didn't know that until i read the manga just how fucking weird uh spriggan was and how much shit they cut out of the of the story to make the movie work like there's a whole dude who turns into a goddamn werewolf that they didn't even bother putting in the in the in the movie because it's so fucking weird but this uh recreation of the first i think like eight to ten volumes of spriggan on netflix was like you can like it's a goofy ass fucking series like he winds up fighting hitler like reincarnated hitler like it, it's all wacky what, the, what in the baki what the fuck is that i know <laughs> and i really really appreciated that they just leaned into it now the the production style i think may have initially turned a lot of people off because i think cgi is a way to save money on a lot of these types of uh, uh, uh adaptations but i think it actually worked pretty well um, for good and 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 it did expose like the great things about the series and also some of the things that are just sort of you know were underwritten or underdeveloped but like that commitment from streaming services to rehab um what i would say is kind of out of the way franchises with a little bit of name recognition is something i want to see more of do i necessarily want to see more of either of those two series anymore no not really because i think the best material for both bastard spriggan and some others is kind of used up in the 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 first couple of volumes of their respective manga bastard's also really weird mm. because it turns into a all-out uh uh theological sci-fi mecca crazy shit that you would never guess from watching you know the first couple of arcs it's it's outrageous and and i think a lot of fun um but i do want to i want there to be hope for some overlooked I think shonen franchises that just never got animated. I'm thinking of Siren. Where the fuck is that one, man? Can we get back to make? Can we, if they're gonna rehab a series that got TV but didn't get the production it deserved, how about looking at Air Gear? Right, if you're going full fan service, that at least follows a model that is more relevant to current audiences. Um, and I could imagine what some of that shit would look like fully with a with a Netflix budget behind it. That shit would be fucking tight um and a remix of that original op come on man touch the sky sick so i really like that as a as sort of a trend um that i i do i'm willing to see more of i have not yet been totally burned out of it yet and of course yours yatsur is like you know the perfect way to do it you know just straight up remake the original series put a bunch of money behind it get the best of the best like there's some fantastic animation like va like i could have watched the original or i can watch the new one i get the same feeling even though they're they are totally different productions um so that's one big one and i think i'm with you joe on i don't even know if it's isekai gotta go i think this whole like troped up subgenre of like isekai inspired fantasy storytelling has just it's utterly run its course um i get out of here i'm a connoisseur of trash but this isn't even trash like there was a there's a game developer i used to really really appreciate who was kind of not liked in the industry named tomonobu itagaki he was the guy behind the dead or alive franchise and there was an interview that he had done i think around the time like dead or alive extreme beach volleyball came out and you know he the to paraphrase a much longer statement he basically said that like 
if people don't like the fact that I have a brash attitude when it comes to creating whatever I'm creating, so you're talking about Dead or Alive, you gotta you gotta think: Are they going to remember this? And am I making something that that is designed to be memorable, or something that is designed to appease people? And I think we've talked about on this show how I feel that so much about anime and manga, and I remember I read like almost a hundred manhwa in the last year to get up on you know what that genre is like. I think that these creators are afraid of their audiences. I think they're terrified because nothing else could explain how you could start out with like a fun concept, but immediately feel like you need to shoehorn in all these things that these up, these, these hard up incel nerds need to like attach themselves to your crappy storytelling. Like, Oh, there's gotta be girls who think the main character who is a, who is a reader insert is the greatest guy ever and he also has to be perfect and he also has to have every power and he also has to have foreknowledge of the whole plot and he also has to like come from like a a, in the real world he was like a fat shitty asshole and that you know like it's by the numbers and if that shit ain't there i just feel there's a fear that it won't be accepted whereas like all of the isekai trash that works out is wholly committed to doing something memorable like, it's why I like Evidence and Shadow, even though, by all rights, it's a horrible concept. It's it's horrible, right? I think but it's it, fucking hilarious. It's, it is hilarious, but it works because of a total commitment on the author's part and the characters in the, you know, in the series to a concept to its nth degree. This guy isn't just like... I want to be a hero. He's like, I'm going to be a fucking hero. I'm going to fucking be able to survive nuclear blast. Fuck everything. And also, I want to I want to <laughs> live out the fantasies of every manga I ever read. And oh, by the way, I'm also like playing a badass by being badass. Like, to the ultimate end. It's dumb. It's fucking... It's no... It, and it's, it's no smarter than like the 10... What was that? There was a... There was a uh, a core this year or like a, 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 a season this year where there were like four isekais and they were all vaguely the same plot but like you know one was i'm i used to be a computer programmer so i'm using my computer programmer skills to do the magic and i'm crazy overpowered and there was another one where like i used to be an office worker and i've been summoned to this other world and now i'm gonna like summon things and then use my office work. and it was like i remember watching them and feeling like if the best ideas from like these three or four shows were actually just in one show it would still be trash, but it would be great. But the fact that it's like spread out over three bad series makes me like all of them even less than I would have. Like, I'm not going to give them any mm. credit. So I'm right there with you that, that that whole subgenre needs to be scrubbed. And I don't care if they replace it with the, you know, uh, the, the civilization building simulator isekai, because at least that that wrinkle is a little fresher. And we got a couple of really good shows out of it, or at least like underrated shows this year in... Um, Oh man, what were the what were the two that we we had this year? The Genius Prince was one, which is not an isekai. Oh, that sub drama. Okay, yeah, like that sub-drama. one is not an isekai. But then there was the other one where it was Genius like Genius Prince uh, and Realist Hero. Yeah, Realist Hero, right? Then those yeah. two, I'm more comfortable exploring what that side of the trope can deliver okay. than I am seeing another like isekai monster summoner with the slime with the whatever. Like fuck it, I'm done. I'm good. Don't need to see another yeah. one of those. Yeah. Oh, uh, one thing, Ranking of Kings, you mentioned Ranking of Kings. There's going to be something in April. More Ranking something. of Kings. Something. 
I don't think it's season two. I think it's supposed to be like a little side story thing for Boji. Mm-hmm. But there's something Ranking of Kings coming in April, so. Yeah, it's like a one-shot one sure one or like Ova something. Yeah. Anything y'all are looking forward to, especially for next year? Uh, just all of it. There's just so much. <laughs> just to be done. So to much. Be done with... Mushoku Tensei Season 2. Yeah, I think I I'm love there Mushoku with you. Tensei. I, I am a new convert. I, I watched all of it this, this year. I never did anything with that series at all. And I just sat down and just got through the first couple of seasons. And I was like, man. Amazing see, world building. I see why it's the OG. I get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is the OG. Yeah, yeah. it came before yeah. all this shit. It just really did it all right. And they have a great world and everything's mm-hmm. so interesting. And just, yeah, it's that. And then all of the the new seasons, Jujutsu Kaisen, all that shit. I'm really yeah. excited for Jujutsu Kaisen. Bleach. Yep. I think, Bleach, I think Bleach is uh, I don't want to revisit the, the hate parade that I generated for myself but I was, I was telling people you don't, Bleach is underrated from the point of view of just like what folks who came into anime in the last decade thought about its relative popularity because it's always the you know, given its end, it, it went out it's always the like big the, yeah. yeah, it's always the third in the big three yep and it gets but, shit on a lot, and like, holy fuck, I love Bleach so much, man. Yep. People who lo- lo- love Bleach love it <sighs> a lot. And there's a lot of people who love it, and they've been getting crumbs for years. And this season, I told people, right, if you're if you're hyped for Chainsaw Man, it's great, it's a good series, do not say silly shit like, yo, Chainsaw Man levels Bleach. It may be a better show. It may be better written. It may have better animation. It may have better everything. But look at those fucking trends. Look at those trends. There's a reason why, even though Bleach ended in the worst way possible, it's been making millions of dollars every year, consistently, for decades. Decades. So, Love I just, I'm vindicated. That's all I got to say. I'm just vindicated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that was great. I think uh, 2023 can't come soon enough. 2022, get out of here. Um, is uh, Joe anything you want to plug? Anything new coming up? Yeah, um, plug you know the the channel. I'm gonna be doing a lot of anime reactions this year. Um, obviously, a lot coming up in this coming season like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Like 15 to 17 um, series through the first three months. And then it'll be a bunch of new ones and a bunch of new ones and a bunch of new ones. Yeah. Um, also, longer versions over on Patreon. And I do way more shit on Patreon. Like, I'm doing like 15 seasonal series um, and then like 20, at least 20, maybe 23 uh, addition, like, so like eight more Whoa. seasonal series on Patreon Whoa. only just Whoa. because there's no way they're going to also do good over on YouTube. And I don't have the time. Who who has the time to? Yeah. Wow. But yeah. A lot of shit. So that that's is, what I'm that plugging. Is, Check it out. Oh, and I'm going to start <laughs> streaming again soon. Oh, I think. shoot. Look at this. Hopefully. Hopefully. You Maybe. won't have any hours left in the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. I won't. I'll die. <laughs> Well, great. Fantastic. We are happy to have you anytime to talk about anything. It doesn't, have to, be, doesn't have to be love. It could be all hate because I'm, I'm here for hate. <laughs> so 
Listen, someone else could take the heat for me, all right? That's better. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If there's a series that everybody loves and I hate, if you notice I hate something, I'll talk about it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hold you to that, definitely. Um, but, yeah, I guess, I guess that's it then. Yeah. Um, follow us on socials, anime underscore savants on Twitter, and then just regular anime savants everywhere else including youtube and your podcast platform of choice absolutely and we appreciate all comments anything uh we missed this year anything that you know now that we 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 have a little bit of a gap time maybe catch up with next year please feel free hit us up you can always find me on twitter at neural handshake and with that peace out bye